Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This is Hawaii News Now Sunrise at 5. Still stuck, a stranded yacht remains grounded this morning off the coast of Maui. Details on the removal efforts over the weekend and how much that will end up costing the yacht's owner. What's the future of Red Hill once the tanks are empty? The Navy recently awarded a contract to gather public input, but that contract is shrouded in mystery. We'll explain that issue. Beach Park Security, work to improve Pukai Bay in West Oahu, begins today. Casey Lund is live to tell us what is in store for that area. Plus, it's happened to all of us. We're trying to watch a big game at a bar or a restaurant, but you can't hear what's going on. Hey. <laughs> we got our tech reporter showing us a possible solution on your smartphone. That's pretty cool. All right, before we get to anything else, though, let's check in with our first alert weather and traffic team. Happy Monday, guys. Happy <laughs> Monday. How was your weekend? It was good. Happy birthday again, Grace. Yes, Thank happy you. birthday. We you. missed you. Oh, I missed you guys. <laughs> but you I can drink sleep. now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let me tell you about the weather because it's going to be windy. It's a long stretch of windy conditions out there. Uh, there's going to be some rain, yes, but the wind will be the primary focus of our weather report for the next several days. We're talking about very gusty winds, at least through Thursday. We'll have some showers coming in, mainly windward. Some will be pushed leeward, but rain's not going to be an issue. The winds will. High Surf Advisory posted for all, for all east shores, and then um, we have ocean alerts because of those strong winds. There are those winds slow in waking up, but they will be very, very windy today. We're thinking 20 to 30 with some stronger gusts. And because the winds are that strong, we have a statewide wind advisory. All these shaded areas are expected to get winds 25 to 35 with gusts upwards of 50 miles an hour. So with these consequences, we could also see some spotty power outages. And there's a little bit of rain, right? It's not totally dry. We'll have those passing showers from time to time for the next several days as well. Now let's check on the traffic. Still quiet, Lacey? Still quiet, Guy. A little bit lighter, actually, over on the island of Hawaii. Overnight, we had a collision that closed off a portion of Highway 137. This is in between mile markers 13 and 14, just before you get to Pohoiki. But just before midnight, HPD confirmed they reopened all lanes there on the highway, so all is clear near Pohoiki. As we take a live look here on Oahu, things are moving smoothly so far. Zipper lane's already up and running, but be careful. Like I had mentioned, we have some slick road conditions as you make your way in across the Ko'olau, both on the windward side and the town sides of the tunnel. So be careful, windward route slick, but so far moving lightly. We'll take a look at your updated drive times coming up next. Steve Grace, back over to you. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's 5.02 right now. It's been seven days since a yacht ran aground at Honolulu Bay, damaging one of the most treasured surfing spots on Maui. Crews made some progress in moving that vessel off the rocks in the reef over the weekend, but this morning it is still stuck. We have new video from DLNR showing what happened yesterday. A salvage ship came in and tried pulling the 94-foot, 120-ton yacht named Nakoa from the rocky shoreline. The DLNR says during high tide, crews pulled the yacht more than a dozen times. They got it to move around 10 to 20 feet. It still needs to move another 20 to 30 feet before it is in open ocean. Work will continue today, and the dirt road at Lipoa Point will remain closed. The DLNR says that the yacht's owner is unable to pay for the removal of the vessel, but the state will still bill the owner 
$460,000 and will take legal action if needed. The owner told us that the mooring line broke as he was about to leave and that he was not being negligent. The yacht leaked some fuel into the water and damaged the coral below, but the full extent of the environmental impact, that is still unclear. A $40 million wave pool in Eva Beach is expected to open in just a few weeks. It's called the Lineup at Vaikai, and it boasts advanced technology that can emulate waves from some of the best spots in the world. But some environmental advocates are expressing concern. Right now, we are in the middle of a water crisis because of the Red Hill fuel spill. We cannot afford to use our clean, fresh, precious water for purposes other than um, for drinking. The Wave Pool's website says it is trying its best to, quote, make conscientious choices that will help reduce our footprint. The official opening date has not been announced, but it is, its website shows availability starting in mid-March. This morning, there are questions over a Navy contract that could help decide the future of Red Hill. In late January, the Navy awarded a contract to Nakupuna companies to get public input on what should happen to Red Hill once defueling is done. But details of that contract remain murky. The Star Advertiser reports Nakupuna has, quote, declined interview requests and wouldn't answer written questions about how it plans to gather the ideas, whether it will host community meetings, and when it plans to submit its work to the Navy, end quote. Nakupuna also told the paper that it can submit a formal records request under the Freedom of Information Act, or FOIA. So the Star Advertiser says it submitted a FOIA request earlier this month, but the Pentagon is notoriously slow in responding due to a backlog of requests. The military is trying to drain all of Red Hill's underground tanks by summer of next year. Once that is done, it's unclear what will happen to the tanks. The Navy says that removing them entirely could be too dangerous and too expensive. 505 right now. Hawaii coffee growers are ready to wage war on a bug that eats coffee with a wasp that eats the bug. Ah, okay. Morning, Howard. <laughs> Good morning. The bug is the coffee berry borer, which lays eggs inside coffee beans. Its larvae feed on coffee, ruining it in the process. A natural predator of the tiny coffee berry borer is a tiny Kenyan wasp. It has reduced borer losses in 12 nations. The environmental assessment was posted last week, and the State Board of Agriculture could approve its release as soon as its meeting in late March. After that, the timing depends on federal sign-off and the shipment of wasps from Colombia. Greenwell Farms, where the Hawaiian coffee business pretty much began, has agreed to take the first release of the non-stinging wasps. JetBlue faces new opposition in its campaign to acquire Spirit Airlines. The merger is opposed by JetBlue flight attendants. TWU, the Transport Workers Union, repping 6,800 JetBlue attendants, says it sees no, no credible evidence that the merger would enhance competition. The Association of Flight Attendants, repping attendants at Spirit, supports the merger. Military biz, ACOM Technical Services wins another $15 million in work monitoring Red Hill drinking water. This more than doubles the value of the original contract and extends the monitoring at least through May of next year. The new Family Destinations Guide has a list of 150 top small towns for families. Ranked first in the nation, Holualoa in the heart of Kona Coffee Country. Kauai's old Koloa town ranked fourth and Haleiwa 11th. On Wall Street this morning, the Dow is up more than 300 points. Ah, I like that. All right, thanks, Howard.
Uh, 507 right now and happening today. Work begins to improve Pokai Bay Beach Park in Wainai. Casey Lynn is live this morning in West Oahu. What can you tell us about the project, Casey? Hey, good morning, guys. Well, you might remember we were out here last fall, just before October. There was a pretty serious case of vandalism. Somebody knocked out the showers. The city worked pretty quickly uh, to resolve that issue. But now uh, adding some uh, new fencing around the uh, outside of the building here to kind of keep folks from, from jumping over. And with Nate Sirota from the city's Department of Parks and Recreation. Nate, uh, tell us a little bit about this work and kind of what it's meant to do. Sure. So behind us is the Pokai Bay Comfort Station. Uh, you can see that it's a masonry CRM wall. That's about seven feet tall. So the project is going to be adding about three to four feet of metal slats. It's kind of like a, a form of fencing, but not chain link uh, to the top of that. So it makes it much more difficult to scale that wall. This is a really popular beach park, especially for folks out here on the west side. Uh, what does the city want? people to know about how long those restrooms might be down, uh, showers not going to be affected, and then what are you guys doing to kind of uh add some porta potties and, and other facilities out here. Sure. So for the adding that metal fencing on top of it, we are going to have to close the building. Uh, the contractor is going to be providing portable toilets uh, here as well. And the showers around uh, the facility aren't going to be affected. It shouldn't be infected by the water supply. Um, should be closed uh, through about April, uh, hopefully opening up in April time. But I know it depends on uh, any unforeseen circumstances that come up during construction. Hey, we were just talking before we went on, Nate, that uh, restroom facilities like this are kind of the city's some of the city's most used facilities and you know there, there, there are issues at times with uh, different facilities at parks but what do you want folks to know about kind of reporting those and keeping keeping an eye out being the eyes and ears for the city to try and keep these places nice and, and functional too sure so you know our bathrooms are cleaned on a daily basis at least once a day um, let the park caretakers know um, if you see something say something um, let us let them either know um, you can report it to our csd complaint line or to parks at honolulu.gov is our email address you know we want to know about these things because the longer that they last the longer that it you know it could be more difficult to address them in the future yeah a bigger problem so nate's right with us we'll keep you around we'll talk to you a little bit later this morning but again as he mentioned you can report issues at uh, facilities at your parks uh, online we have a link to that at hawaiinewsnow.com just look for the as seen on sunrise tab for now though we'll send things back into the studio with Grace and Steve. Guys? All right, thanks, Casey. Well, sports fans, have you ever been frustrated because you can't hear your game in a public spot? Yeah, the crowd is just too loud. Coming up in What the Tech, we may have a solution to your audio problems. And the lack of childcare across the country affects millions of people, and it costs the economy billions of dollars. One town may have found a solution. We're going to tell you what that is coming up next. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza! Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. Now, first alert weather with Guy Hug. We're going to be dealing with very powerful winds for the next several days. At least rain won't be an issue. It's not going to be totally dry because as, you t as we go island by island, you can see there are some spotty downpours, but they will be brief because the winds will be pushing whatever rain comes in out very quickly. That limits the rainfall buildups, so flooding will not be an issue. However, it will be a little bit damp. You can see it's pretty wet in the Puna Pahoa area. There are also some showers down towards Honoka'a, although the Kohala coast and for most of Kona, north and south, 
it's very dry at the moment. And we do have some spotty downpours along the north side of Haleakala and even a little bit of rain out towards Lahaina. Uh, Kahului, Wailuku still very dry. And here in Oahu, again, spotty downpours. Looks like Townside is cleared up for now. It was just wet just a couple minutes ago. Now it's wet over on the windward side up into the north shore and up into Mililani. So definitely turn off your sprinklers for the next several days. And pretty wet uh, down on the west side of Kauai, which is kind of unusual for this time of morning. So we'll see those passing showers today, mainly windward in Malka. We're talking statewide. And statewide, parts of every island under a wind advisory. Wind's going to be running 20 to 35 with some stronger gusts. And then you can see that there will be some passing showers, but really not much. And the high temperatures, not high at all. Perhaps 81 here in Honolulu. Now let's check on the traffic. Still pretty quiet, yeah, Lacey? Quiet but slick, like you had mentioned, Guy. In fact, let's take a look at our traffic camera out here in Kaneohe along Like Like. So be careful. Like I mentioned, the showers are moving pretty quickly, so we're not seeing any heavy ponding. But be careful as you head out the door. For now, we're looking at a pretty much green flow map. We definitely have a little more vehicles joining us, but we're moving smoothly. So we take you out toward the west, a light pace, getting you into Nanakuli and then continuing through Honokaihale, wide open. H1 freeway been monitoring that merge and we still have green left there. We're moving up to speed as you're heading townbound. Here's a look at your updated drive times on that townbound commute. About 30 minutes from Mililani on the H2. From the west and Makakilo about 30 and about 20 minutes from East Honolulu and Hawaii Kai. Coming up next, major traffic alert for drivers up in Hauula. For now, Stephen Grace, back over to you. All right, thanks, Lacey. Millions of parents in the U.S. are struggling with a lack of child care. It's now pro proving to be a threat to the economy, costing $122 billion in lost earnings and revenue. Yeah, John Lauritsen shares one town's unique plan to solve this crisis. Now I'll do this one. It's like us every morning. Do I get to go to daycare today? <laughs> Kelly Pollan's three-year-old daughter Peyton Can you hear it? is one of the 48 preschoolers at the Little Sprouts Learning Center in Warren, Minnesota. They paint and they dance and they sing and they keep them busy. But before Peyton was even born, the daycare center in town almost shut down. We really didn't know what we would do. We don't have any family who live here. What I have found over my experience with the daycare is that once they close, they're very hard to get back open. We would have to move. We'd have to relocate entirely. Lindsay Bugler's family had the same problem. The first day she joined the Little Sprouts board, there was already talk of closing because costs were high and there weren't enough workers. There's no help out there. Um, and so we had to go to the drawing board and figure out, okay, how can we financially make this work? What does it take to financially keep a daycare open? Unwilling to lose families, they decided to go big, not just keeping the center open, but building a new one twice the size. Last November, they asked voters for an extra half-cent sales tax, what towns usually do to pay for things like fire stations or community centers. Oh my gosh, it passed by 15 votes. Like, we won. A little shocked because I had, I had made myself think that it wasn't going to pass so that I wasn't super disappointed at the end of the night. Not exactly a landslide out of 651 votes, but a win. As communities across the country struggle to find daycare, what's happening in Warren could be a blueprint for other cities. The sales tax levy that passed is very unique. That's the only city that has actually done that at this point in time. Jessica Byers with First Children's Finance. It's a nonprofit that works with Warren and other communities to find money for childcare. 
She says both small towns and big cities need to see good affordable childcare as the heart and soul of their futures. The community needs to really look at childcare as an economic driver, not just a women's issue, not a parent's issue, it's an employer issue, it's a community issue. Wow, a teaching moment from a small town, reaching a much wider audience. John Lordson, CBS News, Warren, Minnesota. 516, it's a new week on Sunrise on KGMB, KHNL, and K5. Still ahead, another job fair. And the PUC wants to hear from real people for a change. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.